Welcome into Between the Pylons. I'm John Camacho. And this is Jacob Waters. And guys, thank you so much for watching. We have an awesome show for you today. We are going to be breaking down all the coaching hires that happened in the NFL, where the uh, franchise has been, where the franchise is going with their new man at the helm. We're going to break all that down. We're going to talk about the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Before we get to all of that, we have to talk about some crazy news that's happening right in our backyard. UT controversy. Uh, I'm going to let you take it away. Uh, we'll start with that right now. Yeah, massive controversy. So uh, news came out a few days ago that Jeremy Pruitt has been fired from the University of Tennessee, mm -hmm. and also athletic director and former coach, you know, famous coach Philip Fulmer has stepped down as the athletic director too. Now it's they said that it had nothing to do with the ongoing NCAA violations and stuff. Mm -hmm. I call bullshit. Yeah, and there's no why. way. Yeah. On the Dan Patrick show today, he dropped an absolute bombshell saying that UT uh, athletic recruiters would have people, you know, the recruits come on campus mm -hmm. and would give them literal McDonald's bags full of, of money, money, just yeah. of money, just these recruits. And listen, uh, there's many ways I can go with it, and we'll get into it further, but one quick thing, it confirms to me that Nick Saban does not cheat. Because right. Nick, well, that's where Pruitt comes from, is the Nick mm -hmm. Saban tree. Nick Saban is smarter than that mm -hmm. to teach Jeremy Pruitt, hey, man, yeah, this is how we do it year in, year out. This is how we get the number one class. McDonald's bags full of money. No, fuck that. Whatever it is, <laughs> Pruitt, you didn't learn from saving well enough if you cheat. You're not doing it right. Mm -hmm. That's that's bad. Um, they have a whole lot of chaos coming at UT, and it feels like this is the ongoing thing with, with UT athletics, football mm -hmm. mainly. I don't know if they're ever going to get back to what they had hoped that they could have been in the early 2000s, late 90s. It, it does feel like that this franchise has completely fallen from all graces. And granted, every, every time they start yeah. going up to, like the Butch Jones, it was like, man, they beat Georgia on this last second. They're in the top 25. Yeah. Take all that away. Now they're ass again. Mm -hmm. Pruitt, although, you know, starting to do good, mm -hmm. take that away. They're ass again. Yeah. I don't know. No, that's that's crazy. I don't I don't have a whole lot to add to that as far as like what's going on with Tennessee. Crazy that it's so overt. And, and I'm gonna go a little bit different. I, it makes me wonder. Like we kind of know this is happening everywhere, right? Like everybody gets paid, like for the most part. But the fact that it's happening so overtly, so stupidly, like I, it feels like you're cheating. bags of cash. Yeah, it like, feels like you're cheating what? on your wife with the wife in the next room, kind of yeah, shit. Like it just be, it feels super, better. super stupid. You know, uh, I, I don't, I don't get the, I don't get the concept. And what you said, because, because I did go the other way. I wonder, like, okay, so Pruitt, uh, Saban connection. We obviously know yeah. that. Is he getting these these methods from Saban? Obviously, not the exact same methods. Not that. I think you're absolutely right. I think I think you made a great point in saying, yeah, Saban's not Saban's not creating a, a dynasty that way. There's no way. There's no. there's bags of cash. Not and, with not yeah. with McDonald's bags of cash. Like, yeah. come on now. If anything, it's got to be a better fast food chain. Bro. <laughs> it's just ass money, dude. I don't know what you're doing. You got to be better than that. Yeah, I don't get it, man. UT's going to go through the loop now. They got Kevin Steele, the former Auburn defensive coordinator. Yeah, who was. You know, well-known, I don't like him at all because he was trying to run a, a Gus out of town and take over the head coaching job there. Yeah, He takes the defensive coordinator position at UT. Pruitt's fired the next day. Now he is the interim head coach. And for a year, right? For that's what that's, that's what my, that's what I think is going to happen. Okay. I think they're going to weather the storm with Kevin Steele. Mm. I mean, give him a shot. He has a horrible. He's he has a nine and thirty six record as a head coach. I was going to say a terrible record. One and thirty one yeah. in Big Twelve play at Baylor. He was horrible there. Yeah. Give him a you know give him a chance. You get the year. All the big coaching names are pretty much already wrapped up. So let the year dead mm -hmm. period in my head, and then let all the big names come back. This should be a powerhouse blue blood program. But then again, 
I think there's a lot of people out there who would say, is it really? Yeah. When? It, how long has it been since they have actually been a thing? And yeah. it's, it's been a long time. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. It's, it's a game that, you know, the, the top programs aren't, aren't you know calling an easy win but i mean it's they're also haven't really been competitive in a long time so that's totally fair what does this mean for for ut moving forward how long does this stain affect ut and i want to go back to uh kind of the the controversies that happened with like usc and stuff like that how how long before it's it's over and done with and they can get a you know a high level head coach in there to kind of change the program around yeah, I mean, USC is still uh, dealing Str- with it. I feel like, yeah, that's kind of what they I think They had about. Sarkeesian, you know, yeah. who went to went, – Nick Saban took him in, kind of helped him out. But, mm-hmm. I mean, Sarkeesian had, was, you know, kind of meh. Um, I look at Ole Miss with Hugh Freeze. That's one of the yeah. popular names to replace uh, Tennessee. And I'll tell you why it's not happening is because of Hugh Freeze's past. Yeah. You cannot remove yourself from NCAA violations, <laughs> which are worse than Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze had, like, multiple cell phones and had students taking tests for athletes so they could qualify for the field. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's as bad as – cash in yeah. McDonald's bags, yeah. not to mention who knows what else is about to come out. So, yeah, I mean, it's pretty disgraceful. I think you got to go this year with Kevin Steele, and then you got to see what you can get. And if you get the right guy, it's going to take at least four years. Yeah, no, That's, I, after, I th- that's after this one-year dead period um, because I don't, I, you know, I don't think Hugh Freeze is going to do it. Hugh Freeze had Ole Miss to the point where they were competing with Alabama mm-hmm. at certain points in the year. I mean, every yeah. other year they were due for an upset over him. Very good team, and now look at where they're at. They're nothing. Yeah. You well, well, they're they're coming back with uh, now. With, now yeah, they are. But, but I mean, it was a long road Hugh to get there. The Hugh yeah. Freeze thing's been like five years ago now. Yeah. No, I absolutely agree. And then you know, I, I mentioned USC. You kind of you touched on it as well. USC doesn't. They're, they're never. It doesn't feel like they're ever going to get back to where they were. Yeah. Like you'll you see know? them in the top twenty-five, but they're never. A yeah. True yeah. Absolutely. Pack twelve threat. You yeah. Know? Uh, no, I absolutely agree. It, is there any else anywhere else you want to go on that? Because I feel like the story is kind of developing, and there might be more yeah, that comes there's still out. There's a lot to go. Gus Gus Malzahn is. Uh, I've seen people on Twitter saying the favorite to go there. He's not going there because of Kevin Steele. Well, yeah, well, End no. of story, game over. I'm Period. sorry, UT fans, if you want him, you're not getting him. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. And, and honestly, Gus is in a situation where he can chill for a year. He yeah. can wait. He just yeah. got paid $28 million on the 31st of December. That man, the last thing in his mind should be coaching right now. Yeah. He's good. He's fine. All right, so we had to bring that up at the top of the show. Now we're going to get into the meat of the show right now. We're going to go through the five head coaches that have been hired. One, uh, the Lions situation still hasn't been official, but we're going to act like it is here. Um, we're going to go through it, talk about the history of what they've been through in their last era, Go moving forward and kind of talk about what we're expecting. Uh, we have to start with Jaguars, right? Yeah. Where else do you start with Urban Meyer coming to the NFL? Um, you know, real quick, let's touch on the Doug Marone era. You know, he he took over the the I don't job. Think he's a bad as, coach. No, I don't think he was either. He took over the job as an interim head coach in 2016 for the last two games. I think went one and one and ended up getting the job in 2017. In his first year, he led the Jaguars to his ten and six season, and they were uh, you know. A couple plays away from getting to the Super Bowl. Of course, that was a great team. A that was one of the best, one of the greatest defenses that I think you know. I, I, it's in the top five of defenses that I've personally seen. You know, granted that takes away. I never saw the Bears in '85 or anything like that. But but like they were an amazing defense in that 2017 year. Uh, then everything kind of fell apart. You know, consecutive uh, losing seasons the past three years after 2017. Obviously, or went on a, se- a 15 game losing streak this past year, winning Week One and then just losing the rest of the season. To 
to get that number one spot. Obviously, they move on from Doug Marone. I think a lot of people were saying, should they move around, move along last year? And I think they probably made the right choice to keep Doug Marone and, and guarantee themselves Trevor Lawrence. I yeah. think that was the right move, in my opinion. But, you know, let me know what you think in the comments. Um, now we have Urban Meyer coming in, uh, taking over, uh, allegedly gets a $12 million contract to come and play for or come and coach for the Jaguars. Uh, just quick on the history, because we all know who Urban Meyer is, uh, has really never been at, a, at anywhere that's lost. Has always obviously stayed in, in college. Uh, has three national championships, uh, three Big Ten championships, two SEC championships. Started his career in Bowling Green. Went 17 and six in Bowling Green. Got the job at Utah. Went 22 and two at Utah. Gets the job at Florida in 05. Goes 865 and 15 and with Florida. Turns that around. Quits, takes two years off, goes back to Ohio State, uh, has eighty, goes eighty three and nine yeah. with Ohio State and from two thousand twelve to two thousand eighteen. Now it's been another two years. He's coming back in twenty twenty one, and I mean, it's just there's so much to unpack here. W what are your initial thoughts with this hire? Uh, home run, home run hire. He said that the number one pick went into it heavily, taking mm. it. And I, you know, Urban Meyer's been around the game long enough. He knows. That it is a huge step for a college legend mm -hmm. to take your reputation and all that you've accomplished and really put that up for risk. I mean, because right now there's a long list of coaches that have hit in college, yeah. but have absolutely bombed in the NFL. One being Nick Saban, one of the greatest coaches we've ever yeah, seen. For sure. Um, so I remember for that. <laughs> Urban Meyer to throw his, you know, his hat in the ring and kind of say, "Yeah, yeah. I'm going to take this Jacksonville team too." It's not even like he's stepping into a historic deep roots franchise yeah, i mean no. this is a team that we haven't really seen get going in jacksonville other than a few seasons yeah. since they've been a team um it's a big deal he's already gotten a really good uh, core around him though we got charlie strong as his defensive coordinator that's a great charlie one. strong is an amazing name it's kind of it's really cool to see because i think that urban has been looking at coaching spots and having these names and be like okay this is gonna be my cabinet you know like yeah. if, if i go these are the guys that i want with me i'm gonna take it in battle I think Jack's killed it, man. I think it, it can't any, can't get any better than this. Mm -hmm. The hype, the promise, it's going to put butts in seats. That's one thing you need to do is Jacksonville. And for Jacksonville sure. for sure, yeah. And this could finally be a brand new chapter for yeah. the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. Finally. Listen, last time he, he coached in Florida, it worked out pretty well. So, so yeah, well, I absolutely agree with that. Um, there, there's obviously some big questions. And, and the, the first Wait, of I mean, them it being, very well could bust. Yeah, yeah. The, the first one being, obviously, it, there's not a great history of college coaches that made it in the NFL. There's really only two that are worth mentioning, uh, Jimmy Johnson and Pete Carroll. Only two that really coached in the NFL or coached in college that moved on to the NFL and had uh, a good bit of a success. I would argue both of them had a great quarterback to help him out. I mean, yeah. uh, so, and I listen, I want to nip in the butt on this pot. At least I know other people might discuss it. Do you agree that it's Trevor Lawrence here? And number of course, one, of guaranteed. Course. Listen, no there, other way there's, around. There's some fun ways that we can sit back and kind of make the, the jokes about, oh, well, that was, you know, that was his guy. And mm -hmm. technically, on some Saturday Fox broadcast, Urban Meyer said that Justin Fields is more pro ready than Trevor, blah, blah, blah. There's all mm -hmm. sorts of different things that I've heard come out and say it cut all of it at the end of the day it's going to be trevor it should be trevor and urban is a smart enough man to know why it's trevor the gap between qb1 and whoever you want qb2 to be for one both of us don't think that it's um justin fields anyways yeah. but it's trevor yeah yeah no i think that's the big point I, I am not convinced justin fields is the number two quarterback in this class I, i'm really not so the fact that people are making that connection trevor lawrence is the clear-cut obvious because reason there's a connection and, that's why that's yeah why. and i think you know, look obviously it hasn't been straight up said you're not supposed to say it yet i, I get that there there's going to be arguments there's going to be stories and all that that's going to go into it 
I'm ignoring all of it. And if on draft night I, I look the fool, I'll accept that. But there's just, in my opinion, absolutely no We're way. We're not looking a fool. Yeah, they, yeah. they don't. They're taking Trevor Lawrence because you don't take that job unless you know you can get a quarterback that you can believe can be a stud. And guess what? Urban Meyer has to be thinking at this point in his legacy. And, and in my opinion, this is something that had to go into it. He's already a legend as a college coach. He's never going to touch uh, Nick Saban. He has to know that. He's never going to be considered the greatest college coach of all time. But he is a legend as a college coach. And if he fails in the NFL, it does not take anything away from that. No. In my opinion, do you think it does? That's, no, no, yeah. I'm saying that's cemented. Um, like you said, the long list of, I mean, do you think Nick Saban, yeah, I'm sure Nick Saban personally doesn't like the fact that it was a major failure, yeah. but when you mention Nick Saban, God, that's nowhere close. Thinks, to, yeah. Nobody thinks about his no two years with the Dolphins. That. No one look, thinks about listen, that. Listen, look, I'm a Dolphins fan. I know how bad he fucked over our franchise. It's like, pretty bad. People, people don't really realize it, but he took over. He had a lot of, you know, he destroyed pretty much two years of draft picks. None of them went worked out, and, and he left the franchise in a really, really bad state. It took us about three or four years to recover. Granted, we didn't recover well and you know that cycles through and that is what it is but at the same time nobody fucking thinks about the Dolphins when you talk about Nick Saban of course you think about all the championships they just won yes. another one it's fine and you know that that is what it is it's the same thing for every Meyer short term yeah. memory if this bombs out and in three years he's out looking for a new job yes yeah. that, that'll be the taste that's on your tongue but go years from now like we're already talking Nick Saban what was it 2006 yeah, two thousand. I think it was yeah 2005, 2006 so, something yeah, like some, that yeah. you don't think about that now yeah. it's, it's in the past uh, that's why I'm saying it's Trevor, though. For Urban to put his his name out there, hmm. he's going to get his best shot at it. Of course. You're not going to take a gamble. I do want to bring up one other thing that I've seen online, just just small stuff as I was kind of going through uh, all of the stuff that, to unpack Urban Meyer. The notable quarterbacks that he's coached, Alex Smith, Chris Leak, Tim Tebow, Braxton Miller, Cardell Jones, JT Barrett, Dwayne Haskins. That's, that's his list. So he has not really created, other than Alex Smith, obviously with Utah, He's not really coached any, you know, NFL stars or any any guys that really succeeded in the NFL at this point. Does that scare you? Not necessarily, because yeah. it doesn't I, scare I me like, either. Yeah, just to be clear, if anything, you could use it to to compliment Urban here. Yeah, he's gotten guys molded and ready to go. Sure, some, I, I wouldn't count Cardell. Cardell stepped in for that playoff run and whatever. That was yeah. just some hype going for that. So I don't count him. But all these other guys, you know, he's able to win with what he got. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, Alex Smith. I think Alex Smith has been a serviceable career yeah. overall. What is that? Three, three, four. Yeah, three first round picks in the yeah. NFL. So yeah, look, I, I get it. I, I get that that's an argument out there to say, ooh, uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence should be nervous or whatever. I, I don't think so. First of all, Trevor Lawrence, he is responsible for his own success, in my opinion, yeah. as far as like his ability to play quarterback. He's been I was great everywhere he's of been. Coach, you know, yeah. I see this helping Trevor. Yeah, exactly. So I absolutely agree. We love this. Where do we see the Jaguars in three years? A winning football team. A winning football a winning, team, so uh, 10 uh, wins? Yeah, it, it just depends on what they're able to do with Trevor early on and mm-hmm. how well they're able to protect him. I mean, I know you can't see it really on the camera. I'm wearing a Burrow yeah. and hoping with the Bengals and Burrow is able to come back and be good. I would say two more years for them. They're going to be good. So on that third year of having that quarterback is when you really, yeah. really need to see the strides. And, look, they have a ton of picks. It's not just Trevor oh, Lawrence. And they have Trevor Lawrence. They have two they, firsts. They, they have two firsts. They, can, they have two seconds, I believe, as well. They have a bunch of uh, depth pieces as well. Uh, my biggest question is how much decision-making does Urban Meyer have as a uh, in the draft? Because I, I really don't think I've ever seen a uh, – other than Pete Carroll, and I don't know how much decision-making he has in the draft, but I really can't think of a – of a college coach that's ha- that's been super successful drafting and and, and finding players for the Man, NFL and, and listen and that's I, just you know yeah, Pete Carroll has some different kind of shots every now and then yeah too. he, he really does a lot yeah I mean yeah, he I mean, does the, the times that he hits are guys. awesome yeah yeah, yeah. and, and you ha- you're able to save yourself on that but then 
it feels like every year their late first rounder is just kind of like, like who's who? <laughs> like, why? Yeah, the guy who's supposed to go in the third round. Really? Yeah, okay, like, whatever. Okay. Um, yeah, no. So, so that's interesting. We'll see. Uh, let's move on here, and I want to go to to me. What we're going from the the most slam dunk hire, in my opinion, to the least slam dunk, and miss, most surprising pick. And, and I'm going to go through this. We're talking Brandon Staley with the Chargers here, and I'm just going to kind of read off what he's done, right? And for those of you that are listening, you know, we we graduated high school, what, in 2014? Yeah. In 2014, he was the defensive coordinator slash linebackers coach for John Carroll University. All right? That was in 2014. He, he coached there. He coached there in James Madison University from 2013 to that 2016. In 2017, he, he gets on as the linebackers coach for the Bears, you know, coached under Vic Fangio, stays with the Bears for two years. Then in 2019, when Vic, Vic Fangio gets that head coaching job with the Broncos, uh, he brings Staley over to be a linebackers coach for the Broncos, right? One year with the Broncos, then the Rams hire him to be the defensive coordinator. And look, he, he did great with the, with the Rams. First-ranked defense, the defense was was awesome all year. I will say they had two of the best of the top three defensive players in the league. I think there's a real argument they had the top two best defensive players in the league. And I don't think there's an argument that's two of the top three. I, mean, I think when you look at position, they have the best corner and the best defensive line. Yeah, and then they also had a lot of other pieces as well that we're really not going to get into. But they have a great they they on paper had a great defense anyway. He came in and did exactly what he should have been able to do with that type of defense. Turns that into a head coaching job. So, so so far, four years in, of NFL experience with really, you know, n- no college experience to really speak of as far as, like, you know, a name that you would really expect to, to uh, transfer well over. So four years of college, three as a linebackers coach, one as a defensive coordinator. Now you're a head coach of the Chargers. I don't get it. It is a massive jump when you look at it. And yeah. Normally, it's the, the good works along the way that kind of gets you there. But, you know, we're, we're seeing this trend a lot now when it comes to not defensive minds. This is kind of mm-hmm. one of the first younger defensive minds to really get that big jump. Yeah. Uh, offensive minds get it all the time, though. I mean, Joe Brady got yeah. it. Joe Brady. You know, well, um, yeah, Joe Brady uh, could still maybe get a, a head coaching exactly. job. Exactly. You know, there's a chance. But, yeah, yeah I, I'm going to say this is not the right move for the Chargers. Yeah. Um, there's always a chance that this could work out at the end of the day. But if you're the Los Angeles Chargers, when we rated these jobs, I'm pretty sure we mm-hmm. did that a few episodes ago, I think that was our unanimous one almost. Yeah, it really but, felt know, like. I mean, you, you're coming in. You have Herbert, who yeah. looks like a superstar. You All have star a really good defense, you know, defensive pieces. Yeah, you, you need help at the offensive line position. But other than that, like, this is a good team. This is a good, a a good, good nucleus a of a football team. of your franchise quarterback hopefully yeah. going in the right direction. That's why I would have stuck with Buffalo Bills uh, dabble yeah. all the way. Man. And it, it that's that's made, what I felt like. It would have made more sense because, like, he already had found success with, you know, with a, with a uh, you know, uh, Allen, Josh Allen. Yeah, kind why, of a rocket arm style yeah. quarterback that. Herbert has, is, uh, Herbert's similar to Josh Allen. Like, it's not exactly way. the same, but he has similar traits is, when I, is kind of the connection I'm making there. Yeah, I, I, I don't get, look, to be fair, he has been praised everywhere he's been. He's been uh, praised as a guy who. He's uh, the know, hot name coming up. Yeah, he, he's been praised as a guy who just loves football, and every time he took, you know, everybody who's talked to him has said, you knew it the second you talked to him that he was going to be a head coach one day, and I get that, and look, we're, we're from the outside looking in. We don't know, we don't know how this is going to work out, or, you know, how successful he's going to be. He's in a great position. It, to me, it's surprising that a guy like this gets the best job. I, yes. I, in my, you know, in what we thought was the best job, maybe it doesn't end up being that way, but a guy like this gets the best job on the market. To me, it feels like if he was going to go be a head coach right now, he would have to take, 
you know, what did Zach Taylor take to, to go to the, you know, to go to the Bengals? A garbage team. Yeah, that beginning. was not a good job at the time, obviously. You know, because well, they, they didn't have Joe Burrow. They didn't have Joe Burrow. Didn't know, yeah, anything. Exactly. They didn't know what he was going to be in college at that point. Yeah, exactly. So, so that's, you know, that's where I would have thought if he was going to get a head coaching job, you know, maybe the Texans were able to pull, pull him in, you know, not the Chargers. But it is what it is. Look, the other, the only other thing that I've seen that I've seen him being praised for is like the Pro Bowlers that he's coached. And to me, he hasn't created any Pro Bowlers. He has, he's coached four Pro Bowlers in his NFL career. Khalil Mack, Von Miller, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. He didn't make any one of those guys. They were they were already a Pro Bowler before yeah, he came. I mean, it's, it's you know, he's been name, around good talent. Good names to be around. Yeah, and, and he got the most out of them. I'll give him that. He got the most out of yeah. almost every of them. Every one of them, I would say. But come on, <laughs> like I'm not I'm not going to give you credit for Aaron Donald being awesome and Jalen Ramsey being awesome. And, yeah. You know, any of those guys really. So it is what it is. It's surprising. But is there really anything else you want to say on that one? No. Um. I just think it's a very very pivotal hire in their franchise yeah. because if not, then you already got to look at where you're going with Herbert in the future, you know, next thing you know, it'll be a brand new coach coming near a contract year. Mm -hmm. I mean, one of the things that Baker said about the off season, this off season was his, it's going to be his favorite ever because he told Stefanski, I don't have to learn a new offense for once. It's finally some continuity. I think that's a big deal getting going with Herbert. Yeah. And I get that. And the other part of this is I do kind of think he's going to have success year one. I think this team is set up to be successful. Well, they're primed for that. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, I, I as long as he doesn't fuck anything up. Exactly. I, I think, you know, they add pieces in the draft and free agency. Herbert's going to, like, improve, assuming they don't take a step backwards. I think their their trajectory is going up. Yes. So th- he should have success. We'll see if it's long-running success or, if, you know, they're looking for another coach in a couple of years. Who knows? But for now, we'll see. I don't love the hire, but it, it is what it is. Like I said, now— It's a good team regardless. Yeah, exactly. Now I want to get to, again— Probably my favorite hire, and as a Dolphins fan, I don't love saying this, but I think Robert Sala was a slam dunk mm-hmm. for the Jets here. And really, you know, I'll let you go through the this, you know, what he's done and everything like that. But I want to talk about, you know, how he became a head coach and his his overarching story. And it started Inspiring. on September 11th, 2001. He was in the tower opposite of the first one that got hit. I don't know exactly how it worked out. He was in the 61st tower, uh, or 61st floor of one of the towers that, that got hit on, on September 11th, the second one. He obviously, you know, was fine. He came out alive. But that was a pivotal moment in his life where he decided to step, take a step back and reassess everything, decided he didn't want to have that job in finance and, and wherever he was, ends up taking a, a graduate assistant job at Michigan State the next year. And the rest is history. <laughs> and now he's going back to New York to coach the, the New York Jets. I think that's a cool story. I think that's a great. I think it's inspiring. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's an awesome moment. Um, you know, I want to go real quick. Look, this is essentially the exact opposite of an Adam Gase. Adam Gase was there from 2019 to 2020, obviously. Two years there, had very little success. I think 9-23 and 23 in two seasons. Um, destroyed the locker room. Handled the media terribly. And really, like, we should have known that. Like, he doesn't care. Yeah. There, there's no reason. It made no sense for the Jets to hire Adam Gates, even if you thought after his time in Miami that he still was going to be a quality head coach and had that chance, that's fine. Like, he's kind of ruined that, I think, for him now. But at, at the, after he left Miami, everyone knew, hey, he handled the locker room really poorly, and he wasn't great with media in Miami, which isn't bad. Now you're going to go to New York and handle New York media? Yeah, get ready. That was tough. And we knew, really, from the first uh, the first press conference with his you know buggy eyes and all that, <laughs> it, it was never a good look, and it really just never got better. Now they're moving towards a guy who, by all accounts, is an amazing you know players coach type of guy. Uh, he's been a part of that. You know, he was he was a part of the team in Seattle when they won 
their second Super Bowl or their one Super Bowl, excuse me. Uh, and you know he's been he's been on a trajectory to be a defensive coordinator and a head coach ever since. Pretty much always being around that Seattle scheme that you know cover three press build type he was, of type he was of thing. A hot commodity last year, and then he yeah. ended up passing it up and waiting. And I think it's so he could be able to come home, I guess, you know, go to New York Jets and see it happen. And I think one of the areas he's going to be able to help this team the most, like you said, is the locker room. Mm -hmm. And I think it's his veteran prowess with the 49ers players. A lot of them are hitting free agency. Yeah. And, I mean, you're you're telling me that a guy like Richard Sherman and his character and the way that he's able to put into an organization wouldn't be good as a veteran on the Jets. Even if Richard Sherman isn't a number one anymore, which he's not. That's what I'm saying. doesn't matter. That's, That's totally fine. But the ability that he's able to come in and get this going in the right direction, you know, show yeah. people work ethic and how to really do it. Because, I listen, I think, yeah, it might be kind of corn shit and cheesy for me to say all that stuff, but if you watch the Jets and some of the ways that they play, it's something that was missing a lot. Yeah. It's something that a lot of teams, I think, don't have. You can tell when you have a really good gelling, you know, locker room team yeah. versus ones that don't. Yeah. And, yeah, the Jets with Adam Gase, I mean, it's a dumpster fire. Salah is going to have to go in there, build it up. Yeah. Uh, also worth mentioning, he's the first Muslim uh, head coach in the NFL. You know, I think there's a lot of conversations about the Rooney Rule and, and all these things. Uh, this is a bright spot. Obviously, you know, it we is. haven't seen we haven't seen African American head coach get hired in this uh, cycle yet. We'll see if that ends up happening with Eric Bieniemy or not. But f- right now, look, we got a Muslim head coach. That's cool. That's you know, positive direction and all, all that stuff along with that. Uh, any where where do you see the Jets going in a couple of years? They they have a bright future. I can say that. And, so and that's weird in saying that. I mean, we just got to see what Salah does with all the picks. But you have, you know, you have everything that you want as a coach. Yeah. Just, the Jags got a little bit better with that number one pick. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you have draft capital. Yeah. You have players I, I can point to. I think Makai Becton is a true stud of a tackle now. Yeah. And he hits. You have some pieces on defense. Marcus May looks like he might be a budding star at that position, too. Yeah. Really like him. You have the money. And as long as you're able to get the good guy at the helm, then yeah, sky's up for them. You said money; they have sixty million in cap, so they they they, they they have money when a lot of teams are really going to be struggling with a cap that's going down for the first time in years. So that's a really really good thing to have. They have pieces all around their team. Look, it's not it's not perfect. But yeah, CJ Mosley coming back from uh, from his hiatus for for COVID. Quinnen stepped you up a lot. Quinnen who here. really stepped up there. We and we talked about a couple of weeks ago how this job could be enticing and may not be the best job, but it definitely could be exciting. Apparently, because I, I would argue Salah was among the top. Uh, options he saw this job as one of the best spot, spots to land and I, I don't hate him for it I, I mean look yeah he's gonna have to hit in the draft obviously but he has a lot of options what do you do can't, with the quarterback position think that he knows what he wants to do like it feels like right because if you go into this job you've already had to because I mean let's be honest you know he has self-awareness he knows that people are looking at it for jobs yeah. going out interviewing you look at this job and it's like yeah they do have that number two pick yeah I think it's quarterback you do you I do, do think I, that, I do think it's and what do they do with Darnold uh, I think it's time to maybe move on from him and okay. see, see if you can get some picks somewhere. See if there's a team out there that's willing to move him. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe a Pittsburgh, maybe Dallas after they bring Dak back might be able to throw Man, him in Pittsburgh there. Pittsburgh is a good spot. Yeah, I, I, Pittsburgh with Sam Darnold would be That amazing. makes so much sense because then they, if they bring back uh, yeah, I mean, Big bring, Ben for another year, back, yeah. let him be the – because we know that Pittsburgh's backups aren't shit right now, so they, they need to move on there. They need to upgrade their backup position. You have Darnold sit on the bench for a year, which I think he probably needed from the beginning yeah. was a year to sit and – 
I think you'll be able to get a third round pick for him too. So I mean, if you're yeah. the Jets, yeah, you're, you know, you're you're salvaging what you can at that point. If you're Sam Darnold, I think I've seen a lot of good out of that's Sam. That's a right option. Yeah, that, that's a good opportunity. Sam for Darnold would yeah. be good too. Yeah, you you hope he lands in a spot where he can make something of his career. And obviously, the Jets wasn't a good a good landing spot at the beginning. But hey, he could turn it around. It's yeah, not there, it's not too late for him. You I don't say think. The Colts in that, but uh, yeah, Colts are a good one too. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't know. I think they're going to go in the draft this year too. Yeah. It's it's different to see, but I think they're going uh, quarterback. Yeah. No, I absolutely agree. Anything else you want to say about the Jets and and Robert Sala? No, promising. All right, uh, let's move on to the Falcons and Arkansas. Arthur Smith, uh, they they hire Arthur, Arthur Smith, which I guess a lot of Falcons fans didn't love. Uh, you said that they were they were roasting a, on Twitter. A lot of them, I, really good majority. Because I yeah. was looking at the thread, it was trending. You know, because I mean that was the rumor. I thought Arthur Smith was going to take one of these jobs. Yeah, and he did. And so many people were just bashing it, man, yeah. saying that Derrick Henry's the one who carried him to success this whole time. Oh that was the yeah. that was the go to. Listen, that's that is what it is. People are going to say that, but I mean, come on, you can say that about just about any. A coach that is successful that somebody carried him, yeah, you know, he point, can't just do it. Their best He's not weapon, playing, you know. Yeah, that's him, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's very look. So they, you know, you, you look at the Falcons. They've had Dan Quinn from 2015 to 2000 uh, to this past season, where they obviously fired him early on in the season. I think after four or five games, uh, Dan Quinn ended his career with the Falcons, 43 and 42 as a head coach. Now a Dallas Cowboys defense. Now Dallas, which I think is a good spot for him. Great. I think he's a great DC. Yes, I just don't think he's a good head coach. And granted, look, it, the de- defense was never. Great great for the Falcons, but they always had injuries. They always had issues, so I, I don't blame him. We'll see how he does with Dallas, and, and uh, hopefully he's able to resurrect his career and prove that he's a good rebound, DC. Get a, yeah, good, get a good defense at Dallas, Jones. Yeah, uh, so that that would be awesome. Look, you know, we kind of know the story. You know, the Falcons for years were were the chokers. I mean, the you, they he in his first you know season in the for the Falcons, second season for the Falcons, brought them to a Super Bowl. You know, obviously that was the twenty-eight to three year. Um, obviously, lose that. That was the first big choke. And then once Kyle Shanahan left, it was kind of all downhill. They went ten and six in two thousand seventeen, and then um, you know losing seasons ever since. And finally, you know, lost him and, and fired him. I think that was the right move. You, you hire Arthur Smith, and this is his history. As a head coach in the or as a coach in the NFL, started with Tennessee in two thousand eleven as a defensive quality controls coach. And he stayed with D, with Tennessee until he just got this job with Atlanta. That's it. Uh, he he survived multiple head coach firings. He was with the Mike Munchak era, Ken Wisenhunt, Mike Malarkey, and Mike Vrabel. All of them, you know, kept him on, retained him as I a. Think that's as most a, impressive. That is really yes. impressive. Yeah. The other part that I like was that in 2012 he was the offensive quality uh, coach. In 2013 he was the offensive line slash tight ends coach. In 2014-15 he was the tight ends coach. And then you know, so so he's kind of done. It's it seems like he's been everywhere on that offense. Yeah. And then also he was defensive quality coach in 2011. So he's seen the defensive side. I like head coaches that have both experience that, you know, I, I look at Flores for Miami, you know, and, and when he was with the Patriots for all of those years, he, he's, he spent some time on the offensive side. Obviously the defensive side was his bread and butter, but he spent some time on the offensive side to kind of learn that side of the system as well. So, <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I really like it. Another weird thing, which I didn't realize as I was kind of researching this, his dad founded FedEx. That's cool. <laughs> just a random That's thing really that I cool. thought was worth yeah. mentioning, right? Um, Got some money. Yeah, right? He doesn't need it. Um, so where do you see the Falcons going from here? You have you have a lot of decisions to make, Arthur Smith. You Big really time. do. Because you, you could think, man, I'm inheriting a team with Julio Jones and Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley and all these weapons that are out there, and it's like, I'm going to take that and run with it. Or mm-hmm. you could be like, I'm the new guy in town. 
I want my guys. I want my era. Bust it down. Mm-hmm. You know, ship out Matt Ryan for what you could. You could trade Julio right now. I still think Julio would pull a pretty good pick, depending on his health. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it it, it just depends on what's going to happen. In my head, it's kind of it's it's not fair. It's just what I want him to do. I want him to get Najee Harris at the back at the first pick in the second round. That's exactly and, what I'm and saying. Do his, yep. do his Derrick Henry thing yep. that he did with the Titans and just make them. Yeah, you know, I mean, the way you're able to utilize them, it, trust me, it's just connecting the dots. It just looks cool. Oh, of course, yeah. But yeah, I mean, they could be a really good offense if he wants to step in right away. Yeah. Look, um, I, <laughs> I absolutely agree. It's funny because you said that because I yeah. I remember when I did the Najee Harris video for the draft profile on on our YouTube channel, I, I was talking about Atlanta, and this was before we knew that Arthur Smith was going there. And I looked at Atlanta, and I was like, man, Najee Harris at the beginning of the second round, that's about where he should get drafted, and depending on the coach that goes there, that might be a great fit and then now Arthur Smith is there depending that's if he right brings that same go. offense that's a perfect fit yes. that is a perfect fit um, I can see Atlanta be moving back up in if if there is a chance for a running back to go in the first it could happen at like a 31-32 right there for yeah. them maybe getting antsy and jumping it because day two if Etienne and Najee are there get ready they're, they're going to go early. Of course. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a that's a great bit. And they need help on the defensive side. They definitely need to, uh, to you know, shore that up. But it is kind of interesting. You know, most of these coaches, they've gone pretty much opposite of what they've hired in the past. This is, you know, they, they had the de- defensive head coach, minded head coach, and now they're getting Arthur Smith, who's offensive. Um, so hopefully that works out. First pick, they, they pick four overall? Uh, yeah, four overall, yes. Probably Parsons for me. You think Harson's linebacker? I, I, yeah, look, I look at the way pick. Deion Jones is a really good linebacker. You know, if you play Madden, fun as hell to play with. He's fast, but when it comes yeah. to real life, he's banged up a lot. He's kind yeah. of undersized and gets hurt. Um, Parsons would be able to step in and kind of be the captain right there. And other than that, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. They desperately need corner. Mm-hmm. There is a chance there, but there's really only three cornerbacks worthy of a round one grade. It, it'll it'll I don't be know which one it'll pick. be interesting the type of scheme that they bring in. And granted, you know you're yeah. talking Parsons. Parsons is a is scheme proof. I feel like at this point, I, you know maybe I'm wrong on that, but we'll see. Uh, but as far as like the scheme, because obviously they've been playing that Seattle scheme for so long, are they going to move away from that? Because I feel like Atlanta was like the best example of what not to do if you're going to run the Seattle scheme because they were just so like they just sat in that scheme all all, all year or all yeah. game and teams were able to pick it apart because they know the Seattle beaters and at this point every every team does. So you have to add a little bit of extra to that. So it'll be interesting to see what they do defensively from a schematic defi- standpoint. I think it's a definite defensive pick though. Yeah. It, ha- if, it has if, to be, right? Not, well, yeah. because you're the Unless, other the other pick would be wide out. You don't need that at all. No. Quarterback, I guess if you take the shot, I've seen Trey Lance mocked here. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's a tough one. I, I do think it's defense. That's why I say defense. Yeah, it might be offensive line. You know, that's that's always a safe safe pick as well, especially if, you know, first year head coach doesn't want to, you know, Pene, fuck if up. If somehow fucks around and ends up And they could be there at four. Yeah, he could absolutely be there. You never know what kind of noise happens. You never know what the Dolphins are going to do. Dolphins may take quarterback. Two quarterbacks are probably going to go in the top two. You never know what the Dolphins do. Panay could be there. You know, it definitely definitely could. Uh, So we'll see what happens there. Uh, Let's move on. The last pick here, or the last team that we're going to talk about, uh, is the Lions. And this is not official, so I do apologize. Maybe this falls through. But right now, everything is pointing to Dan Campbell is going to be the next head coach for the Detroit Lions. And 
not a lot of people know that name. This is not a name that's like super popular. Uh, I, I'm going to bring it up because I've known this name for years because he was the interim head coach for us in 2015, I think, when Philbin got fired. So, or uh, yeah, whatever it was. Uh, yeah, I think it was 2015. So moving forward, he was actually uh, drafted and, and he was a tight end in the NFL. He's drafted by the Giants in the third round, 76 overall in 1999. Um, you know, played until 2009, actually ended his career with the Saints in 2009. And then, a solid run. Yeah, and then solid run. And then 2010, he, he gets a, a interim head coach job with the Miami Dolphins. Stayed with the Dolphins until 2015 when he got that uh, got the actual interim head coach job. He's just an inter, a coach uh, intern uh, his first year. I apologize for uh, misspeaking there. Uh, gets that job with the Dolphins. He was an interim coach for like from week five to the end of the season and, and actually had some good moments, right? It wasn't all bad. He went five and seven with a bad Dolphins team. Obviously, uh, Philbin had just been fired. And and you know they I think went one and four or, or one and three or zero oh and four something like that in his first four games before uh, he took over and I actually remember watching I, I remember seeing him live in Tennessee when when they came to Tennessee and we beat Tennessee that year and I, I remember starting a chant for Dan Campbell I was actually a big fan look I want you repping Dan I, I, I I like Dan Campbell I yeah. really do look and I have I have fuzzy memories just being a Dolphins fan so I understand like Lions fans are not happy about this hire from everything that I've seen on social media and stuff yeah but I, I think Dan Campbell is the definition of a players coach he is he he's a motivator and i do think he deserves a shot as a head coach i'm actually surprised from 2015 that it took five years for him to get a head coaching job i am shocked by that i really thought he would get a chance before then hey by the way since 2015 or yeah since 2016 he has been with the new orleans saints as a head coach and tight end or a assistant head coach and tight ends coach so that's been his story as a as a coach I actually like this hire, and I know a lot of people don't, and I've seen a lot of negative things about him. Yeah. I'm excited about this. I mean, the first thing that comes off my head, like, is is who? You know, it's, yeah. not, it's not splashy. Yeah. Um, not a lot of people know really who he is going going forward. But I mean, like you said, if he's if, you know if he's a really good players coach, I think that's what it's going to take. Detroit has probably the most diverse road that they're going to have to take because mm-hmm. I don't like the roster. No, not very. I, I, I don't. I I think you have some wide receiver weapons. Why, listen, let's be honest. Wide receivers are pretty inter- interchangeable when it comes to, yeah. you know, you, you can find them. I mean, there's a lot. And Galladay's not like a fucking superstar or anything. Yeah. He's, a, he's a pretty good wide receiver Fun. in the NFL. Yeah. Oh, Galladay? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were being sarcastic. Hey, Galladay's a good receiver. Yeah, no, he's, yeah. A, he's a good but receiver like, in the yeah, NFL. Like you said, but like, you, can, yeah. you can target a draft exactly. and get exactly. you know, Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Stafford, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, there's a, I, I love Matt Stafford. Me and you both feel the same in saying that we want Stafford to get away from Detroit. Detroit, yeah. you're dumb if you get away from Stafford, in my opinion. Yeah. I think you're selling yourself I, too short. I do think it's time. I really do. Yeah. I, I think I think it's time to see change. It, it feels like Stafford's uh, wife, especially, I feel like she's been on social media kind of chirping little things like pointing to the fact that maybe this is the end of the road. I don't know what and happens. A, and with a new coach, this would be it. Yeah, I don't know what happens. I would love to see Stafford on the Colts. I think that would be yeah. a perfect fit. I think I think he leads the Colts to uh, deep into the playoffs if that happens. Um, I want to see I want to see Drew Brees retire and Stafford go to the Saints. That'd be interesting too. That'd be really interesting. I I, I think it's Jameson's team though. Fucking good. I think Jameson's up being the 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 starter next year. I really do. Uh, but yeah, look, there's a lot of you're absolutely right. There's a lot of ways you can go with this. I think the Lions pick what five or six this year uh, in the draft, and I don't know where they're going to go. I think that, I mean really name That's a top a very, prospect, yeah. and I could see it. You know. <laughs> yeah. You can't name a spot on that team almost and be like, yeah, I mean, I don't think they'll take that. You know? Yeah. 
God, they could go anywhere. They really could. Jamar Chase would be the biggest surprise. I feel like if they went wide receiver in the first, I'd be surprised. Yeah, that would be surprised. That would be the only thing that I would um, be shocked There's about. not a lot of, I don't feel like, we've seen, you know, we've seen the Miles Garrett, the, the Bosa brothers, the Chase Young, mm-hmm. the uh, the true elite, we know all pro defensive linemen. Mm-hmm. I can't put That's a stamp on that in this year. class. No. I really can't. Uh, no. Quiddy Pay is a solid prospect. Uh, Russo out of Miami. Yeah. They're good. They're but good, but they could bust, and no one would be shocked. It smells like a Detroit Lions pick, though. It does. Damn, that's Man, a good point. It, it just, that's a really good point. It feels like that's what they'll do. Yeah. I could totally see them taking someone like that, you know? Yeah. Look, that's interesting. I, I think, I, I again, I, I'm I'm a proponent of this pick. I, I hope that this works out and this ends up being the truth, which it looks like it's going to be. Um, look, I look at the Matt Patricia, the Patricia era, and he never really won over the locker room. From the beginning, there were, there were, uh, there were senior guys in the team that were kind of yeah yeah Yeah. pissed off Darius Slay and look that happens when you have a Patriots like disciple come in and kind of do his own way but like look at what Flores did the the guys that weren't happy he traded them he got rid of them kept kept his young talent and granted Flores was in a different situation where he could you know he was he was blowing up the team anyway they knew they were in bus mode it's true to think about how they're the same tree and how they yeah yeah and Matt Patricia was in a situation where he's taking over for a nine and seven Lions team that just had a winning season under Jim Caldwell that felt like they were going the right direction and then Patricia he never got out of fourth place in that division I mean they just never was able to to get anything going in his three years where two and a half years really um so we'll, we'll see what happens I'm rooting for Dan Campbell I love the person he is he's a motivator he's an exciting guy to listen to in in uh, uh interviews and stuff so we'll see what happens I think in a couple of years assuming they make the right moves I, I mean I obviously assuming they figure it out a quarterback I guess is the big thing I think they could be dangerous I think they could be you know among the conversation of good teams in the league I don't see it. I don't see it happening for the near future because I don't see who is leading this team as of now. Mm-hmm. You know, with with all the other teams, I see Trevor Lawrence stepping in and taking care of that. Um, I guess I could say that for the Jets, the same argument versus mm-hmm. the Lions is I don't know who's going to be there to really push them forward going ahead. But you know but the number like two Robert spot Sala, they can get somebody. Exactly, and I like the capital that they have more yeah. so than a five or six pick mm-hmm. with a roster that I just don't know where they're going yet. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Hey, let's let's touch on these last two open openings, right? There's going to be two more coaches that get hired this year. One's going to go to Philadelphia for the Eagles, and one's going to go to the Texans. I, I want to touch on Philadelphia first because that job feels like a, a you know exciting job. Like yeah. a, a good coach could end up going there. I, I've seen just about every name get rumored there, so I don't mm-hmm. feel like it's worth you know, going, going through down, it. Yeah. A lot of interviews. It'll be interesting to see where. What do you think the Eagles should target as far as like the type of coach they should go for? Dayball. Dayball. You, you think it's, it's Dayball? It, it, it's home having, run. Having the ability to get in tune with a quarterback mm-hmm. is everything, you know, and. Um, whether it be Jalen Hurts or Carson Wentz, yeah. I think that it's important to have a guy. Without that position, you really can't win games. I mean, yeah. you said it. You know, I argued this weekend we were talking off air that Jared Goff had a good playoff game. Yeah. But let's be honest. At the end of the day, is Jared Goff going to propel this team to a Super Bowl? No. If they yeah. are able to they get there, season. it is, it is due yeah. to Sean McVay and the coaching ability around yeah. that. You know where you're – when you have a limited quarterback, man – it just takes the wind out of your sails. Yeah. So get Dayball in there. I think he has done wonders for what Josh Allen has, you know, grown into this year, and hopefully he can keep going after Dayball's gone. That's yeah. I'm a Josh Allen fan, so I'm kind of scared to see mm-hmm. him go. But I think that would be a home run hire. I've seen rumors for Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator for the Cowboys, maybe. Mm-hmm. 
it would be his first big jump. I, I mean, you never know. I have a question here because Cullen Moore I don't like because I want Cullen Moore to go be an OC somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, I think it's too early. I like the mind of, of Cullen Moore. I think he brought some Kellen good things Moore early. Cullen Moore needs to go back to Boise State since I, they're coaches. I don't even want – yeah, right. That'd be a good smooth too. Yeah. I would like to see Cullen Moore go be the OC for like the – like I know he's the OC for the Cowboys. I would like him to get out of the Cowboys like little uh, ecosystem and go somewhere else and kind of learn some more stuff. Granted, I'm not a McCarthy fan, so I just don't believe in his in that yeah. offense in general. So that's – that's kind of where that's coming from, but fair enough. Uh, the other name that I think is worth mentioning, and I'm wondering, like, at what points does my, was, does McDaniel's take a job? The offensive coordinator for the Patriots of obviously course. had that, uh, that you know, famous was hired by the Colts and then uh, declined in the last second and actually kind of worked out for the Colts for the most part. So is McDaniel's ever going to take that job? Is he just waiting for, for uh, Belichick to retire? Because that doesn't feel like that's happening anytime soon. What's going to happen with McDaniel's? And does this make sense as a spot for the Eagles for McDaniel's? Because I think McDaniel's could get that job if he wants it. McDaniel's could get any job if he wants it. Feels I think like it, right? McDaniel's yeah. is prime rib, wagyu beef of coaching. <laughs> I mean, he is top shelf yeah. stuff, man. But to be fair, he did he did fail in, in Denver all the, all the yes. time ago with Tim Tebow, and he his offense wasn't good this year. But, but where it's at we now, know these the past yeah. few years, he's been the guy. If yeah. there was a time to leave New England, yeah, I would say now. Feels like last year was I, the time, I, really. But exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, you know, the bottom fell out there. Uh, they really don't have a lot going for them. Yeah. And one of the things we say that they have going for him is Belichick. And if you take away Belichick, that might be one of the 32nd out of 32nd roster caliber teams in the yeah, NFL. It's bad. Yeah. It's, it's really bad. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Are, are you are you thinking that? Because I, I have heard that rumored, but I feel like... like I think it would be a great hire. I yeah. saw that rumor uh, last night, kind of just, just kind of going through it. I saw that, saw somebody mention it, and I was like, man... I haven't heard McDaniel's name be mentioned this year. It really so hasn't. has it been has be been because it feels like every year McDaniel's is among that Always. conversation. <laughs> is is this you know is his shine is the light of of a McDaniel's hire kind of fading a little bit? Did the did the Colts thing really fuck fuck over his reputation? Where, where do you think this goes for McDaniel's, for McDaniels as a person? Man, there, I mean, there's a chance. Like I said, if there's time to go, it's it's now. I mean, last year, like you said, because yeah. you know now you have this kind of stained. Their offense didn't look good. No. At all. I'm sorry, Cam. It wasn't Listen, it. Hey, they had injuries all over the field. Because I will give them excuses. They yeah. had injuries all over the field. They had a ton of opt-outs. I'll give and Cam, Cam Newton excuses. Yeah, he tried Cam, his best. Yeah, Cam Newton did his best. But Cam Newton lost like three games with fumbles and, and dumb shit at the end. Like they, yes. they were in a position to win more games than they won. And I feel like every game they won... They the coaches earned that win in a lot of ways. Seventeen to thirteen, exactly ugly game, but yeah. they got it. Yeah, so it's just interesting. I'm, I'm very interested to see what happens with McDaniel. I think Byron Leftwich is a out there. That's a great name. Out there name yeah. that no one's really talking with the about Bucks right now. Right now yeah. Well, because their season's still ongoing and whatnot. But I think Byron Leftwich could step up and be this out of nowhere guy to take one of these. I, right. I say out of nowhere just because that's... So I have not heard that name at all. Have you heard that? Have you seen that? No, no. No, I haven't that's, heard that because that's, that's a good name. I personally name. think yeah. is Byron Leftwich. Yeah, that's a great name. All right, so, and then obviously, I think we all, we everyone would agree the Eagles job has got to be enticing. What you do with Carson Wentz, I would think Carson, you try and make it with Carson Wentz. Uh, rumors that I've seen is that they want a coach that wants to work with Carson Wentz. So we'll see what happens there. I kind of... Jalen, though? Just uh, keep him, I guess? Or? Yeah, Jalen, look, I... I don't want to. I'm not gonna say it. I don't want to be. Oh really, my god! I like Jalen Hurts. I, I do. I really do. He played very well this year. He played very well this year. So where's the but? But as a passer, he wasn't great. Okay. Uh, fair enough, right? Yeah, like, look, at, uh, look at what Lamar just did this past weekend. It, yeah. was, a, it was an abysmal performance. Yeah, so, look, yeah. I, again, I, I'm rooting for Jalen Hurts. I truly am. I do think it's Carson Wentz's job there. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh my god! I hate it. I, no, I, I was just it. thinking in my I head. Say, I say how you negative, gotta bail yourself out. I, I say negative things about him in the draft. Not even negative things about him. I say he's a second round pick, or I, I said he shouldn't go in the second round, and he did. And I just get roasted for it for years to come. It's crazy. <laughs> Whatever. All right. <laughs> That's why I love it, man. I love it. The last thing we got to talk about in the coaching side of things is the Texans, and we have broken down the whole Deshaun Watson thing. Nothing's changed from last thing we said. If you're interested in hearing our thoughts, like in depth on Deshaun Watson and what's going to happen with that situation. Hey, check out the pod that we did last week. We we broke that down pretty pretty thoroughly. Accurately, too. In yeah, saying so that. far I said we have he's been done. Right. Yeah. He's done. And he keeps saying he's done. Uh, you mentioned today, you mentioned it last week on the pod, and you, you reaffirmed it that you're really, really believing this. I'm going to let you say it and kind of go with only, where you're at with this. The only way they save their franchise and generational quarterback in Deshaun Watson is to hire Eric Bieniemy. Yeah. It is their only shot, but I think it's too little too late. And for why would one, if, go there? Exactly. If you're Bieniemy, why are you going to step into this job knowing you're in draft pick hell, you're in financial cap hell, and you have to go baby and save your franchise quarterback. Yeah, that and doesn't like, want to hey, be like, hey, man, that. I know we have a racially insensitive owner and, mm-hmm. you know, franchise and blah, blah, blah. But they're trying to do this in the right ways. In a way, yes, you're going in the right direction, but it feels too little too late. It feels like you just got caught and you're doing the thing that's right because you got yeah. caught. So I don't know. Who goes? Because Dave, we, Shit, we mentioned Dayball. Higher within. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. If Dayball, there's no there's nowhere to go with within. I mean. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. They're, if, they're hurting. If Dayball gets, gets the offer from the Texans, he says no. No, nah, I'm good. I'll wait another year. I'm sure a better job's going to show up next year. I, my team, obviously, is in the division around the playoffs. Uh, we'll see what happens, but we're going to be good next year. We're fine. McDaniel's got to feel the same way. Uh, Eric Bieniemy has to feel the same way. I don't think they're getting any of those big names. I don't. Go I mean, Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett might take that job. Yeah. Jason Garrett might do it just because I feel like he is ready to get back into that. Yeah, he know, wants that. Yeah. I, just being in Texas, <laughs> I don't know. I, I could yeah, just, no, I, I, I agree. I'm trying I think to think of a, like to think of a name who could do it, man. Not, not do it, but. It'll either be a no-name guy who just happens to get his chance and he just jumps on because he doesn't know if it'll, it'll ever come around again. Or a a has been type of coach that just I mean gets the call and kind of and, and says you know fuck it I'll take the chance uh, you know an Adam Gase style type of dude who's flamed out as a as a head coach I don't think it would be Adam Gase but that style like dude who yeah. flamed out as a head coach and it will take whatever he can get kind of thing I agree I think that'll be kind of where we're going with that um, it's, it's bad man. it is bad it's, it's so bad. bad I feel so bad for Texans fans I saw they were trying to do like a march to keep Deshaun Watson Deshaun Watson said no worry about COVID don't do that safe um, and smart but i yeah. can't help but think also it's like yeah. shutting down the yeah fans. exactly yeah. so it's he's like i'm good yes yeah. and it's so sad it really it's sad i'm a dolphins fan and i'm really really hoping that it gets more sad for them because uh, yeah. i want the dolphins <laughs> to get to sean watson to, uh, to lose a d hops the one of the best wide receivers in the nfl man i mean shit a and year ago a year ago right now could you possibly imagine this fall from grace no I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have bought a Deshaun Watson jersey if I yeah. if I thought that. That felt like one of the most steady duos that yeah. you could have. You have Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Mahomes, and Hill. It felt like D-Hops and Deshaun, yeah. whether they got it done overall success-wise or not, they were cemented in that franchise, yeah. and that just got it's, blown up. It's crazy to me because I remember a year ago we were talking like, man, I really want to get rid of Billy O'Brien. This is a great team, but it feels like Billy O'Brien's holding them back. And yeah, now let, let the team lose. Everything gone. 
everything is falling apart. It is sad. So we'll move on. Um, we're we're going to kind of finish up here in the next 10, 15 minutes. Let's get into the divisional round of the playoffs real quick. Let's talk about the the uh, championship round or the, the wild card round, whatever. I don't know what round we were in. Um, divisional, yeah. <laughs> divisional, yeah. Uh, yeah, divisional was last week. The championship's next week. Um What's what's going on with what what happened? Do we talk about what you thought of these games? Yeah, I was, about to, say, I was about to say do that last yeah, shot. Yeah, let me because do my last I'll, shot. I'll talk with that game first. We bet on the game the Saints and the Bucks. Uh, Saints were a three point favorite. We always do a shot bet. John gave me the points with the Bucks. I took it. Bucks outright won, and I will say the Bucks defense played an amazing game. But it is time for a, the Drew Brees era to end, yeah. and it is the reason that the Buccaneers won. 21 points came off of those three turnovers for Brees. And listen, one of them was a batted ball that kind of got hit yeah. after the fact, so I'll give him that. But there was an inexcusable one to Alvin Kamara where Devin White just was literally just right there dropping yeah. back in his own Kamara. I don't know, miscommunication or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Mm-hmm. It's it's a loss because of that. Yeah, and no, they- I, I don't think the Bucks. Listen, I, some people were talking smack about Tom Brady not playing up to a level that he should have. Mm. I don't think he had to. Yeah, he, I really he, don't. He did. He did exactly what he had to do. He, they ran the ball. He didn't he have had to do to, a lot. And he, he yeah. made some good passes on third down. And I think was you know because they destroyed the Bucks two weeks you know both times in the in the regular season. Very telling. And I think the they went back. The Bucks went back and looked at it and said, "Hey, we were trying to push the ball down the field too much. Yeah, and we were trying to go out and win this game. Let's just not lose this game." Like and, let's play a different style happened. of football and 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 force the Saints to play kind of a, a gritty type of game because we put ourselves in a bad spot last time. Yeah, all the Saints were doing was protecting against the deep ball. So what does Tom Brady and, and the Bucks do? Underneath, run yeah. it, run it with uh, Fournette, run it with Jones. Underneath, it's, it was a underneath. heavy field possession based game where yeah. they put the pressure on long third downs with Drew Brees, and we saw his inability to push the ball down the field. Yeah. It was it was sad. Listen, it, it is sad because he's a legend of the game. He's and this a is, He played his last snaps. I, I 100% believe that. He's played his last snaps in the NFL. Uh, legend of the game. you gotta, you got to give him all the respect in the world, future Hall of Famer, all of those things. But it's time for his, you know, for him to be done off the field, yeah. and we'll see what he does, or he'll, we'll see what he does off the field. We'll see uh, how he's able to move forward in his career. I'd love to see him, you know, describing, you know, I'd love to see him do the Tony Romo route, oh, although course. I don't think he will. I think he's kind of too big for that, uh, but we'll see what happens. Uh, hopefully, we'll see his sons playing in the NFL in you know, 10, 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how, how, it was very nice to see Tom Brady and Breeze meet cool. after the game yeah. and just leave it like Brady just to be an absolute badass. Yeah. Just to end Drew Brees' career, mm-hmm. you throw then Drew Brees' son comes up to him and wants him to throw the ball with Tom Brady, not Beautiful Drew Brees, yeah. and then he uh, hugs Drew Brees' wife and walks off that field. You owned it, Tom Brady. Go <laughs> Tom Brady's it. the coolest motherfucker. He, he's he's such it, a high-class motherfucker, I, I, man. I fuck with Brady. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, we, we need to go Packers-Rams so we can set up the NFC, and then we'll kick yeah, it Yeah, let's go, let's go. Uh, so go ahead, take, take away Packers-Rams. Yeah, Packers-Rams, look, the Packers, I feel like, controlled that game from beginning to end. Uh, Rams really just had no chance. I know Jared Goff had a pretty okay game. He was not able to push the ball down the field, in my opinion. I'm not a Jared Goff fan. I, I know I'm going to get hit. He had a good statistical game. He had a good statistical yeah. game, uh, but he had a terrible season this year, and I think it's a big part of why the Rams felt inept at times and really what happened this game was they they came up against a team that their defense was not going to beat on their own and I feel like that was a big thing. Cam Akers was was good, but he wasn't able to control the game for four quarters. So you know, getting the second half, fourth quarter, it didn't really matter that he was you know, he was really good. He was playing great. Uh, overall, I, I look. I'm going to say this right now. I think the Packers won the Super Bowl. 
The yeah, Packers feel like they are on a absolute tear right now. It feels I, like I they are going. I can't say otherwise. Yeah, they're man. they're going full steam ahead. In my opinion, it feels like their run game. I mean, they they legitimately have a three headed monster. I mean, Williams is good. AJ Dillon's awesome, and we know what Jones is, right? I mean, he's yeah. amazing. And then you know you have you have Aaron Rodgers who can you know make anybody look awesome. And you have I, I would say what a top three wide, wide receiver in the league right now with uh, yeah, Adams. For, I mean, for a long time it felt like you named five, and then you got to six, and that's where Devonte Adams yeah. went. He's, he has thrown himself yeah, up there. there. Yeah, he, uh, he is one of the best route runners, one of the best pure catchers after yeah. the catch, all of it. He, he's a true elite talent. Yeah, yeah. It, it's time to give him I respect. I don't know that I can give it to the uh, to the Packers this weekend straight up. Though. Oh, I'm not I, done. I, I, I didn't even get to the defensive side of the ball. Oh, my God. On the other side. Finish your, oh, finish I'm, your story. I'm, I'm sucking the entire team's you dick are. this week. You are. Their defense was yeah. amazing. They were they were creating a ton of pressure on the on the front end. And, look, I, I would say I, nobody gives their corners enough credit. Jarrell Alexander is a top five corner he in is. the NFL. I like him. And, and the guy opposite, Kevin King, or whoever playing because Kevin King's hurt all the time it seems like uh, whoever's playing there plays pretty well as too because their number three corner I've lost the name is pretty well is pretty good as well their defense is good enough to win a Super Bowl their offense is downright unstoppable the right now I, I I don't see how anybody beats them right now I do okay let's see uh week six the Buccaneers beat the Packers <laughs> 38 to what 13? I said right now not not week six well not week I mean six. week six plays into it honestly when you no, look it at doesn't. it does I'm looking okay. at uh, listen my my head in my headspace i talked about it off air I'll, I'll mention it to the people listening right now last year 49ers it was a huge sunday night game people were talking wow this is the nfc championship matchup blah 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 49ers beat the shit out of them and then it came playoff time and all you packers lovers were saying this is the chance this is the chance for redemption to happen 49ers beat them this year bucks beat regular season packers bucks show up in lambo and they beat playoff packers I wanted to let you the finish. The Packers got to play the Rams. They're not that good. Hey, 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 hey. Just, hey, I love The it. Rams aren't that good. It's I okay, buddy. You. It's okay. Don't you paint me as that. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> listen, listen. First of all, I am not defending the 2019 Packers. All right? The 2019 Packers that were a 13-win team that probably should have won 9 or 10 the package games. package They got lucky. Okay, last year they got lucky. This year, they are a 13-win team that is a 13-win team. They are a damn good team. And yes, week six happened, and that sucked for the Packers, and that is what it is. But that the week six uh, Packers are not what the championship round Packers are right now. The Packers are full steam. They are they are running peaking. on all ste- yes. cylinders, and they are peaking. That's why I think they win the Super Bowl. They it feels but they you feel cannot discredit a Buccaneers team that is that is not even technically that is one and zero versus them this year. And we have seen, I, I truly believe the Packers got lucky in playing the Rams. Listen, even if the Rams show up on their best day, were they going to beat a bum Aaron Rodgers? No, I don't think so. The I Packers don't would have crushed the Seahawks. Yes. Packers, there's nobody the Packers were going to lose to last week there, that they could have played. There's a chance that the Seahawks okay, look, get fair it enough, like fair, said, Look, you're right. The you're Rams right, were enough. the easiest matchup out of that. Okay, sure. I, I, I don't, it's the same you can't get, Are you getting mad at them for playing the Rams? I don't understand. Like, they crushed them. They they dominated them. Maybe not the final score, but they dominated them physically. Yeah, they never had to worry about anything. Yeah. I think they're going to have to worry about something this week in the Bucks. The Bucks are a great football team. The Bucks, the Bucks are awesome. I, I, I think, I'll give I, you I that. I don't think the Packers it'll be a good game. many stellar caliber teams. You know what? No, I don't think it'll be. Look, I'm be honest with you. I think this is a blowout, and I feel confident <laughs> Oh, my God. The Packers are going to blow out the the Bucks this week. I, I'm I'm standing by. Very rarely, rarely. How, how many fucking points are you giving me? I, I 
not get. I'll give you whatever the line Shot is. Shot bet. Shot bet for sure. I'll give you whatever the line is because I'm not stupid. But I guarantee you, I will be betting on you know Fanduel or or Bavada or wherever I go to bet, and I will be putting like I will be buying points or selling points or whatever, and I'll be getting like plus three hundred, plus three fifty for like a two touchdown win. I really believe, I, I do not, I very rarely feel this confidently about a game. I, I don't see the, I think the Packers are going to blow them out. I really do. But the Bucks beat the Packers by three touchdowns In last week time. six. Week six isn't week, isn't this so week. what are you discrediting the Bucks for then? Their defense is, they have a really good defense. Yeah, they do. A very good defense. I could they be have, wrong. They have Tom Brady I could in be the wrong. playoffs. I could be wrong. The, the Packers, not. if I'm the Packers, I do the running approach on this game. I'm not going to let Aaron Rodgers throw it at will. Carlton Davis is an elite cornerback who shut down slant boy Michael Thomas. And yes, Drew Brees, while he keeping... Was, he was hurt, though. Yeah, that's, that's their excuse. Isn't that's that great? I, I, it must be amazing being an that's NFL player. The He's like, man, hey, I had a bad game. I was hurt, bro. Yeah. I was, I was, uh, and it's the end of the Surgery. season. I'm to play next week. Uh, yeah. I'm hurt. Surgery that sucks. time. <laughs> that's how it goes. Just, t- just take the L and move on. No, th- yes, there's a way that the Packers show up and dominate this game with the elements because I don't remember Tom Brady having to play at Lambeau too much in his career ever. If any, I'm sure he has at some point, yeah. but can't really think of it. So I know it's going to be a cold game. It's going to be in Green Bay. That's another. That's Green a big Bay part of a, my take. Yeah. A, well, it's a huge element there. The Packers could easily win this game, but to discredit the GOAT and Tom Brady. I'm not I discrediting. Mean, I'm not Bruce, discrediting. Bruce Arians said this week that there's times where he doesn't even coach him. He, <laughs> he, he said he said that to. <laughs> he said he said they coached him too much in New England. That was his quote. They coached hey, him too much. Listen. I just watch. I, I for whatever reason you're framing this in a way where I'm saying Tom Brady sucks and the Bucks suck. No. That's not what I'm saying. Oh my God. I'm saying the Packers are really fucking good and they're gonna run over just about anybody. All right, and I know that the Bucks are the type of team that when they get down, they're they're they seems like they struggle a little bit. When the bu- when the Bucks are are one dimensional, yeah, they were able to come back against what the Chargers. But I've seen the Saints twice this season. You want to go back to the regular season? I've seen the Saints twice this season get up on them and just game was over. Game yeah. was over in the first half, uh, so I've seen that happen enough times. Where it's so like, how are you going to use? How are you going to use the past? This past I'm season, using, I'm using your argument against you. What do you no, mean? You're not. <laughs> yes, if I you're going to discredit me for a week six <laughs> Buccaneers oh win, God. how are you able to dip into the regular season <laughs> and be like, here we're going to block that good shit that Jacob has out, but I'm going to look at this minute detail. I, I'm bringing up me. a characteristic of the team that we've seen all year. You're bringing up one game in week six. That's the difference. Their teeth kicked in. Oh my God! All right, look we. I could be wrong. I'm excited for that shot bet. Whatever the line is, I think it's a three and a half right now. I'm not, I'm not sure. We don't have it up right now. Either way, let's go to the AFC. We're about to watch a fucking 43-year-old man uh, outduel the MVP this you're year. Fucking, you're dumbass. Right. They're going to win it. All right. Hey, I'm going to look up the, the line, see what our shot bet is. You talk about, uh, you talk a- about AFC, AFC teams. AFC wrap-up, we will go into the Bills and Ravens right now. Uh, Bills really showed up, and Ravens just kind of had nothing else going. The Bills played a solid game on offense. You know, Josh Allen made some really good throws when he did. Stephon Diggs, I think, was the piece that they were missing in that. Mm -hmm. And it was good. The big thing for me was telling for the Ravens is that Lamar's not a passer. We we knew this. I think there was a lot of people out there who kind of had a blindfold on them. I had hope. I, I did. Look, I, I thought every single year in the NFL, and even in college, he's improved as a passer. This year, he didn't. And that's strange to me. I thought he would for sure. But you're absolutely right. He, he Well, you is, can definitely tell that they pulled the reins off early on in the season and said, yeah. Lamar, throw. Hey, look, and, and here's the thing. I, I'm, I'll 100% agree with you. I think the, the Ravens are this type of team that's going to be really good 
for the whole time Lamar's going to be there. But I think once they get into the playoffs, they're going to they're going to get behind, and they really they can't really come back against anybody. Elite and they're elite certainly to stop it. yeah, they're certainly not going to come back against the elite team. So I, I I do agree with you. They got behind, and then obviously it felt like it was over before Lamar got hurt, and then Lamar gets hurt, gets hurt, and it's really over. Um, so yeah, I I one hundred percent agree. But I mean, let's not discredit what the what the Bills have done this year. The Bills have been awesome. Uh, you know, there was a there was like a two game losing streak in the middle of the season when I think they had to play the Chiefs and somebody else, some other really good team, and they lost both those games. And everyone's kind of turned on the Bills, but ever yeah. since then, it seems like they have just been absolutely amazing. Their defense has gotten better throughout the season. It was not good at the beginning of the season at all, um, but it's gotten a lot better throughout the season. Their offense and I mean the Josh Allen Stephon Diggs connection. My, Diggs is what they're missing. Yeah, the, it, Diggs is absolutely what they're missing, and and bravo to that team for realizing, hey, we know we're missing this. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot because I I questioned the trade when it first happened. I said, hey, there's a lot of wide receivers in this class. Why wouldn't you just take what could have been essentially a Justin Jefferson? And I think that's one of those trades where both teams won. No, the the sure. bills were in a si- the the bills were in a situation where they felt like there were one stud receiver away. They went out and got that stud receiver, and the the uh, the Vikings were able to replace a stud with receiver with somebody who I think is still going to be really good. You know, got away from the money and were able to get some other Which picks in the draft. Sure. So so I mean, it worked out for both teams really well. Obviously, the Bills are in a different situation. It's going to be awesome to see what they're going to what they're going to be able to do this week. I am really I was, excited. I was about to say, but at the end of the day, is anything the Bills that they can do? We we saw a really close game with the Browns this past week with the Chiefs. I think it was closer than a lot of people were going to give it. Mm-hmm. Pat Mahomes going out, I think, was the, the side. Yeah, exactly. The, Mahomes was going to lead a winning. I mean, Chad Heaney is was throwing the ball away. The the Chiefs' weakness is their deep, is their ability to stop the run, yeah. and the Browns were able to run the ball. And I think everyone kind of thought, hey, the Browns are going to get behind and they're not going to be able to run the ball, which is essentially what happened. They they got down two scores. Uh, they were able to score a touchdown, but they weren't able to really do it again. So everything kind of worked out. To plan, but they were able to keep it a little bit closer. I think anybody really expected because of their run game. Chubb's an absolute beast, and and they also have Hunt, who's an I mean the the absolute best second string running back in the NFL. Yeah, far none. Um, so you know it was one of those matchups that really kind of worked out for the Bengals and the, or the Browns. And then on top of that, Mahomes goes out and and it made it look a lot closer than I think it was going to be. But they got screwed by the refs. You think so? The helmet Where? to helmet hit when Jarvis was diving into the end zone and it got ruled a touchback. That's a that helmet to helmet should be reviewable. And in the playoffs, that's the Browns okay. ball yeah. at the one. They pound that ball in. The Browns are now winning when Chad Henney and Pat Mahomes re- reverse those roles. Yeah. Damn. I, I, listen, it's a different kind of ball game. I, I think that's a very. I, that's a, I think, that's a tough I think call. I can to make. show you the play and exactly. Look, where I, the remember the play. I remember the play. I remember the play because it was it was a helmet to helmet hit where he fumbles out of the end zone. Let's talk about the first of all because a lot yeah. of people say that the fumble out of the end zone shouldn't go back to the uh, go back to the other team. Okay I disagree with that. With that. Okay I, I, to me, the the goal I mean, you of the game. The defense. Yeah, the goal of the game is to get the football into the other team's territory, which is the end zone. That's what the defense is trying to stop. So if you lose the ball in the other team's territory, it's their ball. Yeah, to to me, that makes I mean, sense. I, I guess a lot of people, you know, there's definitely questions about that, and a lot of people don't I like think that it's rule. Just because I of like how monumental role. of a swing it is, but yeah, when you huge. go back and look at how how it went down, I think it was number 42 for the Chiefs. I don't know one of their safeties. Him, he deliberately put his head down right at Jarvis, threw Man, it right into him, I, I just, and that's what caused the fumble. I feel like you see that all the time, and it doesn't get called any other situation. But in that situation, in in that moment, it, it, it people want to see that called because it was such a big swing. I, I feel like I've seen that hit. I've they seen that tackle. The, they called it in the Bucks game a few hours later. 
the Bucks Saints game. There was a hit on Emmanuel Sanders, and they threw a flag. I get it. Look, I'm not saying it shouldn't have been called. I'm really not. I'm saying I've seen it not called enough to where I'm not going to get mad when it's not called. Regardless, here we are. Chiefs win. Yeah. Andy Reid, you have some big fucking kahunas. Oh, no. He sits down. On, on fourth and oh, no. I don't know how he walks through doors. <laughs> fourth and one with a backup who literally just threw a ball straight to the Browns free yeah. safety, and you throw it? Yeah. Props, Fourth man. and that's, one. That's Chad very Henney. impressive. An ex Dolphins, uh, Dolphins uh, quarterback that was drafted in the second round out of Michigan, uh, has been sitting the bench since he was backing up Blake Bortles in the Jaguars, and uh, and ends up getting in on one of the biggest moments of his life, and uh, and and able to get a good ball, chokes it, easy but throw, then saves it, easy throw. But I mean, at the it doesn't end of the matter. Day, it's the moment. And yeah. then after the game, uh, they they said Andy, why'd you why'd you call that a fourth and one? He said every down's a passing down. Yeah, like, that's just that's I what mean, the, so the Chiefs do. <laughs> yeah, every down's um, a passing down. And look, you say that that's what the Chiefs. Do but they're not going to do it this week. The Chiefs are going to run the ball against the uh, against the 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 Bills this week. I, I think that's exactly why the Bills why. have a chance. The Bills do have a chance. I really look. It'll be interesting. I think the Chiefs are going to win this game. I do think it's the uh, State Farm Bowl uh, more than anything else. I think it's Mahomes versus Rogers. Obviously, everything changes if Mahomes isn't able to play. I would be shocked if he isn't able to play. Uh, oh, he's playing. Yeah, yeah. The there, there's, there's, there's no, just no way. way. The, the Chiefs' higher-ups are going to do whatever they can. I'm not saying anything behind the scenes or whatever the fuck. That would, that Mahomes, would never happen. No, yeah, they, no, everyone always plays by the book. Come on now. I mean, Chad Henney can go out there and beat the Bills, right? No, they're going to have the generational quarterback out on the field for this game. Yes. I promise you. Bills Mafia, I've seen some fans being like, we want Mahomes out there so there's no excuses. You don't. No. You don't. You you're you're take, fine you with will, excuses. You will take a fucking trip to the Super Bowl in a heartbeat. You just That's just how it is. There's a way that it, uh, it happens. I think this game is going to play out a little differently than what people are thinking in the two power arm quarterbacks who are supposed mm-hmm. to meet at half field and throw them out the stadium is what they're thinking. I think it's going to be slow early on. I think mm-hmm. the teams aren't going to be wanting to make mistakes, primarily the Bills, because if you have one of those big ones against the Chiefs and you allow that run attack to take over. The biggest thing for, for Josh Allen coming into the season was a little bit of accuracy, but I think every, at least we did. I, I don't know about everybody else, the the farther media, but we certainly saw the talent. We certainly were thinking at the beginning of the season that Josh Allen could has a good chance to make a big jump. Yeah. Our biggest question was, can he cut down on the bonehead moves? Yeah. I mean, that was our biggest thing. I mean, we've been a proponent of Josh Allen for, for years now. But there have been many there bonehead have been many. moments. We have not seen many uh, yet, and hopefully in the biggest moment of his life in the AFC Championship, championship we don't see a, a bonehead move i would hate for it to end that way i really would it, One way it almost other. happened with the colts he had yeah. a bone he had a bonehead moment late in the game with the colts with the him fighting for that extra yardage and he got you know he got the, it. yeah the, got the, the fumble tagged, yeah. and then somehow the colts don't recover it but he was able to dodge it You're yeah. good. <laughs> it hindsight's 2020 we'll see uh i think the chiefs are winning this game yeah. So, I don't think it's going to be a blowout on the score wise, but yeah. I think the Chiefs are going to be steady control of this. So you think it's Chiefs Bucks Super Bowl? Yeah, Chiefs Bucks. And right, I, think right. it's, I think it's going to be a very cool All Super right. Bowl. Pick, pick the pick the winner right now. The Chiefs. Chiefs will be the Bucks in the Super Bowl. I yeah, want Brady I, to get number seven though. I have the <laughs> because seven can, is can a somebody great number. Can you other than seven being a great <laughs> number? Can somebody explain to me the love <laughs> affair? If you're not a Bucks fan and not a Patriots fan. Right, if you're not like a, just a fan of Tom Brady in general, wh- and maybe you just <laughs> are, but I why like- are we? Why do? Why are we excited? Because look, I'm not gonna be mad. I'm not gonna sit here and, and pout if Tom Brady wins another Super Bowl. But I don't think he needs a I, seventh. I, I, I want to see Josh Allen. I mean, I like Josh Allen. He's my favorite up and coming quarterback out there. Has been yeah. for a minute now. But Pat Mahomes has many many more years to go. And the fucking Packers are the Packers. I'm a Vikings fan. If you ever catch me rooting for them, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. But Tom Brady's Tom Brady. Why does he need another Super Bowl? Because I like him. 
Okay. So there's I like no reason. Tom Brady. So there's there's no there's, reason he deserves another. What do you I, mean? I'm but asking. I'm asking his, you. Like, his work it, ethic, his ability okay. to dodge father time. But is it is okay? So that, his haters. Okay. So his oh his haters. Come no, on. No, no. His who haters. Hates on, who hates on Tom Brady? The tw- I have never. I seen, get accused for being a Tom Brady hater, and I'm not a Tom Brady hater. Listen. I, I call him out as as the, being listen, helped by listen, Bill Belichick. The fucking Patriots Falcons Super Bowl twenty eight to three at half. Brady got memed up over 500 fucking thousand times in every different manner and then came back and won that game. Mm-hmm. That was, honestly, because I didn't like Brady before that. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. It was, oh my God, the Patriots again. Here we go. It's mm-hmm. this Tom Brady pretty boy. He thinks he's all that. But after that moment, I felt pity and empathy. I don't know how. For, for a fucking <laughs> five-time Super Bowl winner already. <laughs> I uh, uh, Four-time at that point. Yeah. I felt pity. But man, I love to see him prove listen, his haters wrong. Listen, I have always respected him because I, I I get what you're saying. It's, in the it, sense, it, it just gives me a LeBron the James work ethic, The ultimate work ethic, the ultimate you yes. know, the ultimate you know stoic player. Uh, you know, I, there's nothing you can't say about this dude that, why that's do not possible. Not like him. I, 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 I don't. I'm not. I don't know why I don't. People, I don't. That's not what I'm saying. Why does he just? Is it? Is it the Bill Belichick thing? Why does he deserve a seventh ring? Because he's already the great the goat. He's already going to be considered the greatest quarterback of all time, not, unless unless Mahomes be, gets six. Do you not think this would be a good story though, to say that we got to see that happen? You don't. Oh my God, you're a fucking oh, hater. You want another one? Oh, you're a fucking hater. Listen, <laughs> I'm sorry. You, you want Rodgers to get his second because that would fully cement his legacy as one of the greatest quarterbacks we've ever seen. Of course, without a doubt, because yeah. I, I know you, you and many other people, myself included, I, I, put him up there. I he's, believe Aaron Rodgers is more talented than Tom Brady. I believe that. You're not going to get it. Phys- more physically talented. Now, you can say other things. Brady's still the GOAT, but more physically talented. Yeah. I'm not going to comment on this issue at the <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, you know I'm right. I'm not going to comment <laughs> on the issue at this time. All right. Hey, look, that's fair enough. Guys, thank you so much for watching. Please let me know in the comments what you think about Tom Brady with the divisional round, the coaches being hired, the UT thing, all of that stuff. Let us know what you think. We are very interested to hear what your thoughts are. Uh, thank you so much for Underdog uh, Sports Podcast uh, hosting us and, and let us, letting us be on your channel. We really appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, check back next week for another pod. Uh, anything else to say? Uh, UT sucks. War damn eagle. Have fun with Kevin <laughs> Steele. Peace. Seven. Peace out, guys.